This is a meditation that I learned from Locke Kelly. And on the Awaken Your Myth podcast, there's a great interview with him. If you want to go more deeply into his glimpses into heart-centered awareness. This was really, this meditation was the first time I ever had a sense of really how deeply my sense of self was connected to my thinking mind and how frequently I would go off into my story in my mind and start trying to fix the past and fix the future and sort things out and it, like almost like going into a back room and just arranging things in filing boxes and i was calling that living and it was all based on this story of who i was trying to fix the bad things, the bad things that I was, that I had done, that I wished hadn't happened, and trying to make good things, things that would make me happy in the future when I get them, then that will make up for what was bad and things will be fixed and then there will be happy in the future. And what I realized is that this was like living with a VR headset on. Or like like living in our phone, you know, this just scrolling all the time. It was completely taking me away from the present moment in thought, in a story of who I was. A, a thought-based sense of self that was identified with this story and said, the story is me, I am the story. So when I change the story, which is up to me, I'm going to do that and I'm going to make this thing happen. That will make me happy. That will fix the things that are broken. What I found is that that whole mechanism of taking our personal story and starting with a separation of going into this simply our thoughts and away from the present moment is always just a way of looking away from the unknown to settle a sense of restlessness. Welcome, I'm Eric. For over 40 years, I've lived many of my dreams by approaching life like a hero's journey. Awaken Your Myth is where I share the skills and ideas to support you in transforming your life into a hero's journey. A life that's closer to your dreams, helps others, and makes a positive impact on the world. Let's all just settle into the chairs we're sitting in. Taking a few deep breaths together. Feeling the sensation of the breath coming in through the nostrils. Rising and falling of the chest or the belly. 
just letting your attention go to wherever you feel it most. Gently bringing our attention just to the sensations in the body. Our bottom on the chair, our back against the back of the chair. Whatever our hands are touching. Just letting attention go to the sensation of touch. And if the mind starts to get lost in thought, just gently bringing it back to the senses. What do you hear around you? <clears throat> Not so much looking to label, but just listening. Just listening to the sounds of the room you're in. Bringing attention to the sense of hearing. And now bringing attention to the sense of thinking, of consciousness. Simply watching thoughts arise and bringing our attention fully to those thoughts just the way we do to touch or to hearing or to sight. Most of us experience thinking as happening in the head, behind the eyes, behind the forehead. And most of us also have the sensation that that is where we are, the sense of self, with the thoughts in the head. See if you can sense deeply into that, bringing attention to those sensations. How does it feel? Is it tingly, dull, sharp, numb? And see if you can take that sense of your thinking self 
and just allow it to drop down from behind the eyes to your jaw. What does it feel like to experience your sense of self from your jaw? Just allowing that sense to gently move. And if it doesn't move for you, not fighting it, but just letting it be as it is. And just seeing if you can let it drop a little further to your throat. What does it feel like to be you from the throat? And finally, letting it drop down to the center of your chest. To a heart-centered awareness of you. And if you find the sense of you goes back up to behind the eyes, just seeing if it can ride the breath back down to the chest again. And noticing what it feels like to take that sense of you to this space. fully able to go up and use thought as it needs to, but resting here in a heart-centered awareness. Notice the senses. Does touch feel a little more vibrant here? Does hearing have a different quality from here? Is thinking different from here? And taking a few more deep breaths. Gently wiggling your fingers and toes. When you're ready, open your eyes.
we're able to be with what's here now in that heart-centered awareness, it becomes so much clearer. We can look at what's here and go, yeah, there's a lot I don't know right now. And that's a little scary sometimes. But you can literally take that fear by the hand from that place of a more heart-centered awareness and take that step into the unknown. Instead of looking backwards, instead of looking back at the past um, to try to make some sort of a vision of the future, you can be with what's here now. And um, someone's asking, when you say the unknown, what do you mean? What I mean is that every hero's journey starts with crossing the threshold into the unknown. And our lives start with that same thing. For the first 18 months or so of our lives, we have no separation from the world around us, but we also have no conceptual knowledge of the world around us. We're simply experiencing it. So when we take our conceptual knowledge and incorporate it into a sense of self that is trying to manipulate our surroundings all the time, we are most often doing that in reaction to, I don't want to look at the unknown. I want to look at the past and fix that. And I want to look at the future and make that the way that's going to make me happy because I know that things outside of myself can make me happy. And if that works for you, okay. But I think most of us have seen that that looking outside of ourselves to the known uh, or what we think is the known, which is basically what's what we're identifying with in our thoughts about our thoughts about the past and our thoughts about the future and who we are in relation to those stories. That's the known. The unknown is always this moment, the one we actually live in our whole lives. We experience a thing called the past in our minds but you've never lived there and you can't go there now. We experience a thing called the future in our minds, but you've never lived there and you can't go there now. We can plan and take our intentions and work towards um, taking that inspiration and realizing it. But that's a whole different thing than going, when I get this, that will make me happy. This starts with saying, everything arises from the unknown. This emptiness that is pregnant with possibility in every moment, every moment we live in. And when we embrace all of that, that means all of us, all of who we are, all of our story. When, when we just accept that it is there, but we don't necessarily call it us. We don't put that limitation on us. We don't just live right here in our head going, I need to figure this out. 
we started to see that our story, instead of being a story about the past and the future that defines us, becomes a story that arises in each moment out of who we are. It before we really start to see this mind identified self at work, our our story, our personal myth is a um, it's a rigid thing that we're trying to fix. It's it's like a it's like a set novel about the past or a memoir about the past, and then a set um, fantasy about the future. And it pretty much ignores the now. When we start to awaken our personal myth by looking more deeply at all the mechanisms of it, how it works, what that story is, accepting it, and moving through life, stepping into the unknown rather than always looking to this conceptual sense of known, which is happening in thought in the past and the future, neither of which we never live in, either of which we never live in, we start to be able to create a story that is always springing from the now, that is more of a, a poem or a piece of art or a song or something that expresses a non-conceptual knowing of not just who we are, but who we are as people. We see it's what moves us about art. It's this tapping into the unknown. Um, so I would say that's also a, a, a good answer to when you say the unknown, what do you mean? That it's that, that feeling you get in the presence of overwhelmingly sublime and beautiful art, whatever that is for you. And that creation of that art comes from awakening our personal myth and moving more toward our instinctual operating system, which is where mythology comes from. It's a reflection of that that instinctual humanity of who we are, that our, our mind-identified self is, is attempting to operate in separation from. It's going, okay, yeah, there's that, but mm, I got stuff to do. And this whole process of awakening our personal myth really becomes one of the hero's journey is separation, initiation, and return. And now when we're children, and again, for the first 18 months of our lives, we don't have any sense of that there's anything in the world that's different from us. Mom, dad, dog, all one, all one thing, just shapes and experience. And then we get that separation. There's the beginning of our hero's journey. And we move through our childhood exploring this world of form around us, of things that aren't us. But then 
there needs to be an initiation. There needs to be a realization of, okay, when we were a baby, we didn't see the whole thing. When we thought we were separate, we didn't see the whole thing. In between the separation and the no separation is our humanity, where we are. The story of us, our personal myth lives there. And in that, in that journey of taking the hero's journey, of getting a non-conceptual knowing of who we are, we're then able to return to a sense of wholeness, a sense of a completeness of our humanity that incorporates both the conceptual and the non-conceptual, that says, yeah, there's a story here. Yeah, there, there's this person, Eric, that these things happened to in this, in this world of separation. But there is also this, this mystery, this unknown that is here in every moment that we tap into with our senses when we connect deeply with who we are. And so that's the, that's really what awakening your personal myth is all about. It's, it's seeing the mechanisms of the mind identified self and going, okay, I see that I'm telling myself this story. Interesting. Let's get curious about that. Let's get gently curious about that. Let's, let's look at that story and just, this is, none of this is meant to be taken on um, my word. It's really all, this is all stuff I found experientially through doing this. And that's all I'm pointing to for anyone else is to say, don't take my word for this. Try it. See if it doesn't work for you. And that's what the sages and storytellers of ancient history, who prehistory, who first started telling this story of how to come back to completeness as a human, if you will. Um, that's what that's the story they were telling. So I want to hear your stories. I want to hear what you think. I want to hear what you experience. And, um, and let's grow through these journeys together. If this helped you, please follow the podcast and share it with a friend. And if you feel sometimes like you're not living up to your full potential, you're not alone. To get support for your journey of self-discovery, come join us at awakenyourmyth.com.